This is going to be episode number two of the Squiggly Cactus Show. Um, as y'all know, I am Hollis Lemons, and I appreciate everybody listening and watching episode number one. Um, that goes a long ways and means a lot to me. Uh, as of right now, I think it's about 80 views or something like that. Um, not a big number, but I appreciate it. We had a busy day on Saturday, the 15th. We had some really big football games, and we're just going to kind of break down that. We're going to get into some some coaching jobs that are open. We're going to go over the, the newest AP poll that came out this morning, the changes from last week to this week, and then uh, that'll probably be it for this week. Starting probably Wednesday, I will have my first guest on. It is going to be another person who does leather work. She is very talented. I am trying to get things worked out on how we're going to get everything set up. But if that's the case, it's going to be Stevie Ray. Um, she is from Michigan. She does a fantastic job. I'm really looking forward to getting getting her thoughts on why she does leather work, how she got into things, and how she has continued to uh, develop her craft and get to a point where she feels like she's doing good at it. So the first game of the week that we're gonna talk about is Alabama Tennessee. Big game, big moments. Had everything you want in a football game. Good offense, pretty good defense for a little bit, and then it was kinda just blown out of water for a little bit there. Um we're just gonna get in the box score and stuff like that. Tennessee won fifty two to forty nine. Tennessee was ranked number six. Alabama was ranked number three. Um, Hooker came in and passed for 385 yards. Bryce Young passed for 455. Hooker had five touchdowns. Bryce Young had two touchdowns. Both quarterbacks played pretty good. Um, Bryce Young actually, I don't know what more he could have done. He passed the ball 52 times, where Hooker only passed the ball 31 times. Or 30 times, my bad. Rushing, Alabama had 114 rushing yards, and Tennessee had 182 rushing yards. You look at the yards and everything in this game, you probably think that Alabama wins this. Receiving yards, um, there were seven receivers for Tennessee. They caught a pass. James Hyatt, I think his name's James. Hold on. Jalen Hyatt, my bad. Jalen Hyatt had six receptions for five touchdowns with 207 receiving yards. He just had a career day out there. And then there was nine receivers for um, for Alabama that caught a pass for 455. There was a couple fumbles in this game. Uh, Hooker and... Darius Robinson both had a lost fumble for each team and then the the Tennessee defense just played really well um, 75 total tackles 41 uh, 41 solo tackles my bad 75 total tackles 70, 41 solo tackles whereas Alabama only had 32 total ta- 32 solo tackles um, Hooker threw an interception Young did not throw an interception Really looking at the stats, you would think that Tennessee lost this game. But they ended up winning by three. Alabama had the chance to to go up by three late in the game. Missed the field goal. Tennessee marches down, kicks the field goal, wins the game. It was it was a pretty good pretty good ending to the game. Uh number one, Georgia played Vanderbilt and they won by fifty five, fifty five to zero. Another good game um for the later later part of Saturday was Florida State and Clemson. Clemson ended up winning by six, thirty four twenty eight. Michigan um, did what they were supposed to do at home, beat Penn State 41-17. I had, I had gone on the record and said that Michigan hadn't really played anybody really good. 
so this would kind of be a step up game for them and they they proved that they are legit um i also want to go back and say that i did say that tennessee was going to be alabama um I want to say that the the line was three and a half, and I said they covered. They did not cover. They only won by three. So I got that part wrong, but I did get the who was going to win right. Um, another one that I got right, not trying to brag or anything, but Utah beat number seven, USC. Utah was number 20. They won by one point. It, it seemed to be a pretty good game. I, I really didn't watch it. I had a ref game yesterday. I, I didn't watch a lot of these games, but I watched. I was trying to keep up with them as much as I could. Uh, TCU beats Oklahoma State. Like I said, I really wanted TCU to win this game to help out the Kansas because TCU did beat Kansas. TCU wins by three, 40 to 43 in double overtime. Um, number nine, Ole Miss beats Auburn, 48 to 34. I did watch a little bit of this game and it, and it seemed kind of lopsided. It was 28 to 17 and a half. It was a pretty good game throughout though. Um, Syracuse beats NC State. I want to say that I liked Syracuse in this because I liked their quarterback. Um, but honestly, I can't really remember. I didn't see any of this game, but it just doesn't look like NC State had a whole bunch of offense. They had nine points and three field goals. Kentucky beats Mississippi State. Kentucky was number 22. Mississippi State was 16. Um, I want to kind of break down this game a little bit because I thought this was going to be a pretty good game. Levis passed for 230, 230 yards, and Will Rogers passed for 203 yards on 37 attempts. Rushing, Mississippi State only had 22 rushing yards. That is absolutely insane. Wow. And Kentucky had 239 rushing yards. They had the same amount of passing and rushing yards. That's impressive that they did that. Um, Kentucky had one fumble by Rashawn Lewis. He, uh... He did lose that fumble. And then, wow, Mississippi State's defense kind of went crazy. They had 87 total tackles, 35 solo with one sack. Kentucky had 39 total tackles, 23 solo with one sack, and three tackles for loss. That's actually a pretty good game. I bet that game was a really good game. Uh, final score was 27-17. to 17. It was 3-3 three to three at half. That's crazy. And then one game that I unfortunately did get to watch was the Oklahoma-Kansas game. Oklahoma beats number 19, Kansas, 52-42. Uh, to 42. Just uh, Kansas didn't have their starting quarterback. Not trying to make any excuses. Oklahoma did have their starting quarterback back. He got hurt against TCU. Um, and they looked pretty good. Oklahoma looked pretty, looked pretty good. I do know that in the fourth quarter, I didn't watch a lot of it, but the fourth quarter, um, Kansas outscored Oklahoma 14-3. to 3. Kansas was kind of starting to come back a little bit, but they just couldn't get it all. They just didn't have enough time to get it all back together. Um, another good game in the Big 12 was 22 Texas against Iowa State. And uh, Texas wins by three, 24 to 21. Kind of go through and read some stats on this. Quinn Ewers, 17 26 for 172 passing yards, three touchdowns. Uh, Deckers, Hunter Deckers was. 25 for 36, 329 passing yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Iowa State had 74 rushing yards. Um, by John John by by John Robinson, my bad. I put the running backs names together. Had 135 yards on the ground. The team had 191 altogether. Texas receiving had 172 receiving yards to four different receivers. Where they led the way with 72. 
And then on the Iowa State side, Hutchinson led the way with 154 receiving yards, and the team had 329. Um, Deckers had one fumble and he did lose it, and Quinn Ewers had a fumble, but it was not lost. Um, both, te both teams had a lot of defensive players get some tackles here. Uh, Iowa State had 72 total tackles, four tackles for loss, 42 solo. Texas had 62 tackles. 36 solo, one sack, and three tackles for loss. This was the first time, I, I want to say in three years, that Texas beat Iowa State, too. So there's a little bit of a vendetta there. Illinois was at home against Minnesota. Number 24, Illinois beat Minnesota 26-14. to Didn't watch any of this game. I can't really tell you any of the highlights on it, either. But I do know that Illinois is not a bad team at all. And uh, I really thought Minnesota would put up a little bit more. Before. I thought it would be a little bit closer game than that. And then kind of the, I don't know if you want to call it an upset or not, but I really thought that James Madison was going to beat Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern uh, at home against number 25, James Madison wins 45-38, to 38, upsetting James Madison. James Madison was, was ranked number 25 for the first time ever. Um, we're going to start on the ACC. We've gone over the Clemson-Syracuse game. We had Virginia Tech. Hosting Miami, Miami comes in and wins twenty to fourteen. Virginia Tech was scoreless till the fourth quarter, and then we had North Carolina Duke. Um, Duke at home loses to North Carolina by three, thirty-five, thirty-eight. That was a good game. Then we go to the American Conference. We got UCF. That was on Thursday. Now we talked about that. SMU won against Navy forty to thirty-four on Friday night, and then Saturday we had Tulane. Over South Florida, 45-31. And then we had East Carolina in four overtimes beating Memphis, 47-45. That's a crazy game. I want to look at the box score on that one. Memphis, Seth Hennigan passed for 407 yards on 37 attempts, 27 completions, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Um, East Carolina's quarterback, Holton at allers 26 completions on 34 attempts 304 yards one touchdown um east carolina rushed for 169 yards memphis rushed for 84 yards memphis had 10 guys catch the ball for 100 for 407 yards and east carolina had seven for 304 okay memphis had 11 receivers my bad i can't count Memphis didn't have a single fumble, and East Carolina had one, but it wasn't lost. Um, Memphis defense had 79 total tackles, 53 solos. Or 79 total, 53 solos, yeah. Seven tackles for loss and two sacks. East Carolina had 72 total tackles, 42 solo, four sacks, and 10 tackles for loss. Their defense was playing pretty good. Um, it was a pretty close game throughout, really. Both in the fourth quarter, they scored the same. I mean, it was, it was a close, tight game all the way through. Um, so that's it for the American we'll go Big 12. We had West Virginia beating Baylor on Thursday, 43-40. to 40. And we go down. Oh, we've already covered every game. Well, okay. we covered every game in the Big 12. We'll go to Big 10. Big 10, we had Purdue beating Nebraska. Is anybody really surprised here? No. Um, and that's kind of sad to me because I have a Nebraska flag hanging in my left here. But you know, Nebraska's just trying to just trying to get out every week and just just play the best football they can, and a lot of times it's not going to be winning football. 
And then we had Indiana, Maryland. Indiana loses at home to Maryland by 5, 38-33. And then Michigan State gets a much-needed win uh, over Wisconsin, who also really needed the win in double overtime, 34-28. That, that was a tight game all the way throughout, too. They scored this same amount in every single quarter. Wow. Conference USA, UTSA over Florida International, UAB over Charlotte, West Kentucky over Middle Tennessee, North Texas over Law Tech, and FAU over Rice by three. Independence, Army over Colgate, Buffalo over UMass, Ball State over UConn, Arkansas over BYU, Liberty over Gardner-Webb, and Stanford over Notre Dame. I did not see that coming, really. I really thought that Notre Dame was going to win that, and probably the biggest shock to me all weekend was New Mexico State over UNM uh, 21-9. I don't really know how that game went. I didn't watch it, but I, I, I'd want to say that it, by the looks of it, UNM just had no offense with three field goals kicked. We're going to the Mountain West. We got Utah State over Colorado State. That was that was seems to be a pretty close game. Um, talked about the UNM loss. UNLV goes down to Air Force, forty-two to seven. Fresno State wins at home over San Jose State, seventeen to ten. That's a good win for Fresno State. They get back to one and one in the Mountain West. Uh, San Jose State still two and one on four and two record on the year. Fresno State two and four on the year. Um, I have a friend that lives out in Fresno, and I bet she is happy as can be right now. And then we have Hawaii uh, doubling up Nevada 31-16, to or nearly doubling up Nevada 31-16. to Hold on just one second, everybody. And then we're going to move on to this stupid ad keeps popping up. We're going to move on to the Pac-12. There were some good games in the Pac-12. We talked about Utah, USC, Colorado, California. Colorado wins 20-13, to gets their first win on the year. Kind of surprising there. I, I didn't fully expect that, but it was at home. Washington wins on at home against Arizona by 10, 49-39. And then Stanford over Notre Dame on the road, 16-14. And then Oregon State beats Washington State 24-10. One game I want to look into is the California-Colorado game. Colorado played three different quarterbacks. They together passed for 210 yards. I wonder if this guy's a quarterback. Yeah, he's a wide receiver. The wide receiver had a had a 37-yard completion. So 210 yards for the whole team together. California played one quarterback. He passed for 262, had a touchdown and inter interception. Uh, back to the Colorado, their second string comes in, has one touchdown. Their starter has zero touchdowns, one interception, with a QBR of 28.5. There's a reason they played two quarterbacks. California rush game, not a lot of one. They had uh, one guy go three carries, negative 16 yards, which brought the team down to 35 total yards rushing. Colorado had, a, had four guys combined for 118 yards rushing. A bunch of fumbles in this game. Each team lost one or more fumbles. California had one fumble for one loss. Colorado had three fumbles and two of them were lost. And then a whole slew of people in on defense making tackles. Kind of seemed like a sloppier game, but it's good that Colorado got a win. Moving on to the SEC, 
We've talked about a bunch of these games already. The two that we haven't talked about is Arkansas-BYU. Um, I talked real big on KJ Jefferson on the first podcast, and he leads his team to Provo-Utah, and they win by 17. Um, I think Arkansas is a good team, and I think a lot of people are starting to count them out too soon. And then another team that's been counted out is LSU. Goes on the road to Gainesville and wins by 10 over Florida. Um, if you look into this little breakdown on this, Florida's passing game, 15 completions on 25 attempts, 185 yards, one TD. Jalen Daniels, um, Jaden Daniels, my bad. Uh, 23 catches on, thir- 23 completions on 32 attempts for 349 yards and three touchdowns. Played a very good game of football. Florida's rushing game was intense. Um, 210 yards on the ground, 109 yards by the quarterback rushing. And while LSU had 179 yards rushing, 106 yards were by their starting, by their star running back Josh Williams. Um, LSU had one fumble and they lost it, and Florida had a bunch of had a bunch of tackles for loss. But you know LSU goes in, and I I think they kind of I think that's kind of a stunner win. Um, they both had the same record coming in, but they're both four and two. But I think a lot of people thought that Florida was going to win that. And then moving on to, let's see. Well, I have a second. There is a uh, there's a guy I met this weekend. His name is LG Hill, I believe. He is a ref who is being moved up. I want to say to the Southland Conference, and he is a phenomenal ref and a phenomenal guy for the for the time that I was around him. He's a really stand up guy. If anybody out there ever sees LG, um, just know you're in a real presence of a really good guy and a really good ref. He. Uh, is like I said, get moved up to the D1 level. So I just want to shout out to to, to my man LG, and uh, I hope you nothing but the best, man. And now we're gonna move on to the uh, the updated coaches or the uh, I guess it is the coaches poll. This is the coaches poll. Then we're going to the AP poll. Um, and then we'll kind of just see where they where they're a little bit different and whatnot. Okay, perfect. So starting in the, in the in the AP top twenty-five, we got Georgia at one. That's where they that's where they've been at. They play Florida this week. That should be a little bit of a close game than the Vanderbilt game. And then we move to number two is Ohio State. They were number two last week. They play versus Iowa. I think I think that's gonna be a pretty easy game for Ohio State. And then Tennessee, you know, they shocked the world when they beat Alabama. They play UT Martin this week. I don't see that being a very close game. Michigan climbs to number four from number five. They play Michigan State this week. That, on paper, probably isn't going to be a close game, but it might be a close game, a little bit of a rivalry there. Clemson drops to five from four. Um, I kind of see why they played a bunch of close games against some unranked teams this year. Um, They play Syracuse this week. It'll probably be a pretty good game there. 
Alabama drops to six from three after the loss to Tennessee. They play Mississippi State this week. They really need a bounce back and we get this win. Old Miss goes from number nine to number seven. They play LSU this week. That's going to be a good game. Uh, TCU's number eight. They were number 13 last week. They play Kansas State this week. I think TCU wins that one. UCLA went from number 11 to number nine. They play Oregon. That'll be a good game. Oregon's number 10. They went from number 12 to number 10. They play UCLA, as stated. That'll be a tight game. It'll probably be the game of the week, number 9 versus number 10. Oklahoma State drops down 3 to number 11. They play Texas. Um, this game's going to have huge implications on the Big 12 championship and who wins the Big 12. I like... I really like Texas in this game, but I just don't know if Oklahoma State's going to drop two in a row. Number 12, USC, they drop five from number seven. They play Arizona. I think they win that pretty easy. Number 13, Wake Forest was 14 last week. They play Boston College. Syracuse is 14 from 18 last week. They play Clemson. Utah was 20 last week. They're 15 this week. They play Washington State. Penn State, 16. They were number 10 after losing to Michigan. They dropped to 16. They play Minnesota. I think that'll be a good game, but I think Penn State edges them out. Kansas State, I do believe, had a bye. They stay at 17. They play TCU. Illinois climbs the number 18 from number 24. They play Nebraska this week. As stated before, I think Illinois is just going to run through Nebraska. Number 19, Kentucky. Uh... Moves up from 22. They play Tennessee. Going to be a good game. Going to be going to be a good game. That is not right, I don't think. Oh, that's next week. They play. They have a bye this next week. That's right. That makes more sense. Perfect. I was so confused. So I've probably been announcing a lot of these wrong. I wasn't looking at the date. Most of the big games are right. Um... Number 20, Texas, they climbed from number 22 to number 20. They play Oklahoma State this weekend. Like I said, I think that's going to be a close game. I like Texas in it, but I just don't know if Oklahoma State's going to lose two games in a row. Number 21 is Cincinnati. They were 21 last week, and they play SMU at SMU. Um, number 22 is North Carolina. They climbed from number 26. They were out of the rankings last week, and they play Pittsburgh. Number 23 is NC State. They were number 15 last week. They played Virginia Tech. That's going to be a pretty good game. That's on next Thursday, the 27th. And Mississippi State's number 24. They dropped from 16. They play at Alabama. And then Tulane, new to the top 25. They were number 32 last week. They play Memphis this week. I think Tulane and Memphis is going to be a pretty good game. Um, the coaches poll is pretty much the same thing. There's there's some differences, kind of just a lot of it's just teams losing didn't drop as far or whatever maybe. Another thing I want to talk about is, as stated, I'm kind of a Nebraska fan. Um, as many may know and some may not, they did fire Scott Frost. I want to say after week four, but it could have been week three too. Um, he just couldn't really win close games they they had some insane number you know they lost like over 20 games that are won by a touchdown or less um 
so we're gonna sit here kind of go through who that who a lot of people think are the are the top three candidates for that job uh first being lance leopold from kansas i just i don't see lance leaving he's building something really good at kansas he's turned that program completely around you know just you know three years ago you were thinking kansas that's the easy win no big deal we'll just go on go through him now you have to legitimately prepare for him um, another one's Matt Campbell at Iowa State. I don't know if I really see that. He's kind of the same way. He built a pretty good program at Iowa State. Um, this couple years ago, they were buying in for the Big 12. I just don't know. And then a lot of people think that Bill O'Brien is a good candidate for it. Um, Bill O'Brien, a lot of people know him from the Texans. You know, he was not a, didn't have a great tenure at the Texans. He traded away. Um, he traded away DeAndre Hopkins, and then now he's the offense coordinator at Alabama. A lot of people aren't happy with him at Alabama. I think out of these three, that that hire makes the most amount of sense. But from a fan's perspective, I want to see them hire Gary Patterson from TCU. He was a longtime coach at TCU. Um, he's proven to be a good coach, and he's able to build a good program. I just... I don't know. He's a, he's a preferred assistant right now at Texas after I think it was 21 years at TCU. But I would like to see him go to go to Nebraska and change that program around. So for the most part, that's going to be all I got this week. Um or all I have this week, my correction. So uh I'll probably have another podcast come out later out of the week, but for today this is going to be it. I appreciate everybody joining in and uh, watching and um, sharing, subscribing, everything it may be. I appreciate it. And uh, thank you for sticking around. This has been uh, episode number two of the Squeakly Cactus Show. Thank you.